you know, maybe do a little bit more digging before you give up. Because I, I see a lot in Facebook groups, you know, people have tested five, ten different niches or, um, you know, they've done one thing for a couple of weeks, didn't work. Um, definitely, you know, really put it, put the work into it and give it the best shot. And yeah, and hopefully you'll find the diamonds. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast. Your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. Clayton Bates has a number of admirable qualities, and his business motto is a reflection of that. He's reviewed over 1,500 websites and has secured a coveted partnership with Shopify in the process. In addition to teaching us about some of the most common mistakes, he also talks about some key services you should be looking into and how he keeps himself oriented and focused in life. If you have an e-commerce store, there is no reason on earth not to seek his guidance. Clayton Bates, it's good to have you here. Thank you for coming on to the show. No dramas. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's start with a broad overview of what you do these days. I understand you've surpassed 1,500 website reviews. So tell us about InspireSmallBusiness.com. So basically, um, the main thing we do is redesign Shopify websites. Um, And basically, if someone reaches out to us, we will actually do a video review for their website, going through um, some tips and suggestions to improve it um you know totally for free um so they can get a good understanding of what they actually need to do to get sales on their website and there's no pressure to hire us or anything and then if they actually want to hire us we actually redesign their website so i'd say nearly all the work is um redesigning websites that someone's already tried to build themselves um every now and then we'll do one from scratch or some little small task but yeah, most of it's redesigning Shopify websites. So, yeah. And, and, and people, people are typically reaching out to you, but uh, was that always the case? Because I would imagine maybe early on you had to do a little bit of uh, either cold calling or hot calling or whatever uh, would be the equivalent of it. Yeah, at first it was really hard. I actually used to go on the Shopify forums um, and like people would ask for help and stuff like that. And I would actually end up sending them a video review to their email. Um, But last year, Shopify actually made me one of their experts. And now Shopify actually sends me leads all the time. So I actually don't have to do any marketing. I get about 100 to 1,000 leads a week. 100 to 1,000? Yeah. That's a lot of leads. How do you sift through those? Well, I actually had a... They've got them sectioned out. So I actually had to turn some of them off because I actually couldn't handle just the sheer amount of emails that was coming to me. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. So which yeah, I mean, I, I hear a lead, I'm thinking like oh, two or three, you know, I'll, I'll uh, find some time on Tuesday to, to get to these. But no, they've, uh, uh, they've made sure it's a it's a feast for you. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they've got like a tiered structure on how many leads they send you. So if you tick all the boxes, then you get more leads sort of thing. Um, But I guess it really comes down to all the hard work I put in 
in like 2019 to be in this position. Um, I would say most businesses probably have their problem when they do stuff like me is getting leads. And my problem is mm-hmm. I need I can't actually do all the work. So I actually need to hire more people. So it's a good position to be in, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, great. So well, I'll actually, I'll follow up with you uh, on that because we can check in a, a little bit more on um, on your on your current expansion process. But uh, can you give us some uh, insight into how you specifically became a Shopify partner? Like, did they call you? Did they send you an email? You just said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Or was it, was it a little bit more of a lengthy process? So do you mean like what actually like made me want to do this or like how did they accept me through the whole thing? Like, You know, you, you, um, my, my inclination was the second part, but you're welcome to uh, let us know about the first part too. Yeah, well, basically I used to have my own business where I built a Shopify website for my business. And, um, you know, it was a real struggle for me at first. And um, I actually went to YouTube a lot and learned a lot about how to build a website. And I think after about three or three or four years of doing that, I went to Bali and I ran into this woman that was actually living in Bali building websites and I spoke to her a lot and um, she was from Germany, I think. And it really inspired me that that was the funnest part of my business was building the website. And it, I thought, you know, what if I could do something like this? And you know, I had a pretty good job job at the time. I had the business on the side. So, you know, I was cruising sort of in life and it was pretty big risk to do something like this. And mm-hmm. it took me about a year to work up the courage um, to do it, resigned, reached out to Shopify. They actually didn't make me a partner at first. So they pretty much gave me feedback like uh, maybe if I did some YouTube videos, something like that. Um, I did that and then they made me a partner, I think in some 2018, I think. And then 2019, they actually emailed me out of the blue and asked me if I wanted to be an expert. So I had to go through like a qualification sort of thing. So I had to give them examples of sites, um, how I've helped people, things like that. Um, they come back and they approved me and yeah, that's sort of how it sort of all happened, I guess. So for people who uh, uh, aspire to also uh, reach that status, this would be a, a good place or a good, I'm kind of like an off topic question, but would people ever be welcome to reach out to, to learn a little bit more about uh, getting into partnership? Yeah, no dramas okay. at all. All right, sweet. Uh, all right. Now you were mentioning that you were, this, this was also something that I uh, read um, that when you were building the uh, Shopify store, uh, it felt like adult Lego. Do you remember that quote? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I want to touch on this because I want to remember to encourage people that when they're looking for what to do, obviously money is a, is a big motivator, but, um, it is also about that raw feeling of, uh, of joy that where our passion is derived from. So, um, I, I would like to hear you expand a little bit more on, how really how it made you feel compared to how you were feeling prior to it well yeah it was just really exciting to build websites like i actually felt like a kid again building my original website i was always i loved lego when i was a kid so i guess that's how i sort of come up with that quote Mm -hmm. but yeah it just felt like that that you had to put the you had no instructions 
Like it's like Lego sent you a website with no instructions and you had to work it out yourself. And that's how it's always sort of felt for me. I think um, every business I've had has been something that I've been really passionate about. And doing this business has actually made me realize that, you know, there is people that can do a business that they're not passionate about and make money. But I would say a very high percentage of people need to be passionate about the business that they do to make it work. So, yeah, I, I think without that uh, element of it, it, the it's easier for a burnout to set in because there's different. It's almost like there's different reserves of energy, and the more natural, the more organic the energy, the easier it is to manifest. Uh, yep, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also. Sorry, I just was just gonna yeah. say, and also from uh, from my own perspective, is that you know I, I you know, I'm, I'm Italian, so we uh, we're fueled by passion, but you don't for me it doesn't necessarily need to be like a hundred percent or zero percent. Uh, like with me and, and podcasting, is that I would give it like a seventy five percent or an eighty percent. Like it's very high on my list, but there are things that are are more passionate, but there the odds of me being able to make a Legend of Zelda game. Are pretty thin, so it is for me. It's been helpful to find a balance for something that gives me enough drive to move forward. But still, there's other things in my life that uh, I can just focus on the joy, and I don't need to uh, worry about the stress side of it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I actually think my old business actually got me through. Like I was probably battling a little bit of depression a mm -hmm. few years ago because I had a very stressful job and me going home and doing that side business on the side was something that made me like filled me with a lot of joy so it probably like balanced me out for a long time which was really good mm -hmm. um and yeah now i just i really love doing what i do like you know seeing people get sales and helping their business and building their website um yeah it's really i, I find a lot of joy in it like i, I find the more that people want want it to work and the more they want to put into it to make it work is um, normally like I will probably help them a lot more than the people that sort of think that it's easy sort of thing like because it fills me with a lot of joy and stuff to see people just really put everything into it sort of thing. So. Mm -hmm. And it's also pretty late for you too. Like <laughs> the, I'm, I'm here in the morning uh, but for you, it's, uh, it's, I think it's either 11 p.m. or midnight. Yeah, it's 11 p.m., yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, when, when, you, when people uh, really, really can't, uh, fat, like, they really can't find joy in doing their jobs, they can't wait to, you know, uh, wrap up for the day and then uh, go watch uh, National Idol, whichever country that is. But you can tell when people really want to do their job, which is they're, they're battling sleep <laughs> before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I woke up 7 a.m. today, so um, I'd normally probably wake up a little bit early, but I had a lot on today, so it's been a long day, but I really, yeah, I really wanted to do this. I really love Debutify, really happy with Debutify, that's why I'm here, so. Awesome, yeah, they, they, they've been great to me too. Uh, it's it's uh, My relationship with them is about four months now, but uh, just the the forward momentum of things and the and the scale that we're working with it's it's made each day feel more distinctive which is saying a lot considering how a lot of our time now we're spending indoors and, and not exactly going out and doing uh, unique experiences um quick question this is a pure curiosity but when was the last uh what was your do you do you caffeinate like when was your last coffee or tea um 
I have a lots of V. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. energy drinks. So, oh, energy drinks. Okay. Do you have V over there or? No, uh, we're uh, Red Bull, Red Rain, Monster. Uh, there's yeah. there's options for sure. Uh, I'm I'm very uh, weird though because um, I like Red Bull, but not for the energy side of it. For some reason, yeah. my my acidic levels really enjoy the taste of Red Bull. Yeah, I'm trying not to drink so much, so I'm really <laughs> in a stage. I'm trying to um, like my business going really good, so I'm trying to optimize myself at the moment. So I've got like personal trainer and trying to get my diet going really well. So yeah, that's what I'm I'm trying to cut it down. In other words, so uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Like this, this, today is the first day I've tried to uh, cut coffee. So I, I'm going to uh, get us uh, back on, um, yeah. but I'm pointing the finger at myself for uh, veering us off course. But over the course of uh, 1,500 reviews, um, was there an evolution to your review process or you know, first couple of reviews versus your most recent reviews? How did your, um, your process change if it did? So there's probably been a few... Um, iterations, I guess you could say of it, um, mostly from me watching the reviews that I did that people responded back to me or they actually hired me and stuff like that. And basically right now that I actually just press record, I don't even look at the person's website before I do it. So every single thing I look through their website, it's all first impressions. Um, I used to go through the website and then, then actually do the review. Um, but now it's just like first impression because I think like the person going to their website is all first impression. So it's important that it's first impressions for me. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Cause you want to have that same mindset as of a customer were to see it for the first time. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and then I, there's probably five areas where I like most people will, you know, make little mistakes. So I always try to include those areas into the review as well. I would say nearly, like at least eighty percent of people would, you know, three or four out of the five things would probably be something wrong there. Sort of. So try to always include them because I feel they're very important. So yeah, very big. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was one of the questions I was going to get to because um, I, I read the, uh, the the five mistakes that you typically see on Shopify stores. Uh, it's one of the the key uh, links to your website, but. Um, for listeners who haven't visited you yet, can you tell us what the mistakes are? Yeah, so I think one, the five, um, probably the first one would be a lot of people don't structure their homepage well enough or like, or they might sort of half be there. Um, but I think it's very important that you structure your homepage like very well, um, especially if you do a lot of organic stuff, like people are finding you on Instagram and they're coming straight to your homepage, um, you know, you got to get people sort of attention in five seconds or they leave. Um, so it's very important to structure that homepage. I always like to try to give someone a good feeling on the website, mm -hmm. you know, showcase the products, build trust with reviews, try to build a connection sort of thing. Yeah, it really depends how many products people have, what sort of products they are on how I actually structure that or tell them, you know, advise them what they should do. Um, the second one would be the product page. Um, so it's, I, I believe it's really important that you have like all the information about the product and build trust. I think those are the two really important things on a product page. So just for example, a lot of people 
have a lot of information in their product description. Um, you know, you could actually like, it's a bit daunting sometimes, a lot of text, stuff like that. You can break it up with images. You can actually add product tabs. So you could have, instead of having your shipping information in the product description, um, you can have a tab like shipping information, returns policies. So you're just shorting it up. You really got the product description is the key things about this, about that product that is going to help someone actually buy it. Um, you know, some people are going to click those tabs and find that information out. No worries at all. And then the other one would be um, the reviews. So having reviews and stuff like that. Um, the great thing I like about Debutify is that they actually have a section on the product page where you can have testimonials. So if you have a business where you might only have two or three testimonials or reviews, instead of having an app with no reviews, you can actually add those testimonials to that section and they display on every single product. So it builds a little bit more trust when you're only small sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I really like that feature. But yeah, I think realistically, I think probably having an app like Luke's reviews where people can leave photo reviews um, is very important as well. Um, but that testimonial section is good if you're only new and you don't have many reviews. So yeah, I think those two things are very important. The third thing would be site navigation. Um, people sort of mess this up a little bit, I think. Um, the great thing about Debutify is you can actually build out the main menu for desktop and then a main menu for mobile. So you can structure them very well. A lot of themes actually don't do that. And the footer is pretty good on Debutify. So I actually like to have the footer set up to look professional, um, pretty much link anywhere on the website in one or two clicks, make it super simple for someone. So yeah, I think site navigation is very important, make it very easy for someone to navigate your website. The fourth one would be the checkout. You would actually be very surprised how many people actually make this mistake in the checkout. When they actually, when a customer gets to the checkout, the checkout doesn't look anything like their website. So what I mean is people forget to add the logo, they don't color match the checkout to their website. So it's not very consistent or anything like that. So I feel like a lot of people get a bad vibe when they go to the checkout because it's a completely, it looks completely different to the rest of the website. So that's a very mm -hmm. important one. Like I would say easily, probably five to 20% of people would abandon a checkout when they go to those types of checkouts when they're not consistent. Um, I actually had a had someone on the Shopify community. They had a lot of traffic, um, a really, really nice website. And I couldn't work out why people weren't buying off it. And I went to the checkout. No logo looked completely different to the rest of the website. I told them that. They changed it. They got five sales that day, which is their first five sales, which was crazy to think the impact like that one page could have. Um, and then probably the fifth one is definitely mobile friendly. Um, a lot of sites aren't very mobile friendly. And these days, probably 50 to 90% of your traffic is gonna come from a mobile. So you always gotta be thinking um, about a mobile phone. You know, it's very important to think what the site is like on a mobile. So they're probably the five things. That. Yeah, the ones, uh, one of the ones that sticks out to me is especially the reviews because I do my fair share of online shopping. And when I see just text reviews, 
I do want to believe the legitimacy of the person and I can get a sense of it based off the cadence and the tone and the way the person writes. But once you get photo reviews in there, I have no doubts left in my mind because uh, this is the person, they got the product, they're wearing it or they're holding it or they're wielding it or whatever the product is. That to me is, uh, it does uh, make a significant difference. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it makes a massive difference. I actually think there's going to be a new trend coming with reviews. Um, I actually think video reviews are going to be the new photo reviews soon um, because you can. It's very easy to fake a photo review now. I think. I think with a written review, a lot of people realize you know it's very easy to fake a written review, so they don't trust them as much unless it's on Amazon, eBay, stuff like that. And then when the when the photo review come like it built a lot more trust. But I think moving forward, the video review is actually going to be um, even bigger than the photo review in the future. So yeah, I can see that. I mean, some of it does have to do with the product in specific, like one of the ones that I found through the uh, the course of the research I do on a week to week basis was a weight loss product. So the customers, they were they undress themselves, you know, respectfully, tastefully to show their before and their after photos. And there was dozens of those and so yeah i mean i suppose that could be faked but i would i would give that a pass whereas i can see if some if it's just like a pen you know and the pen is there's just a photo of the pen oh i love this pen and then they put it on the floor and they say i love this pen on my mahogany table so that i can i can definitely understand but it's also interesting too that video it's it is that cat and mouse game because Photo reviews are more legitimate than text reviews. Video reviews are more legitimate than photo reviews. But there are also concerns of um, deep fakes, which is it's it's not something that we can ignore forever uh, because the technology has uh, improved significantly. I don't know if you've uh, seen or, or, or heard of this. It, I think it's somewhat prevalent. Do you do you do you, do you know what I'm uh, what I'm referring to? No, not really. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I. I, it certainly wasn't one of the things I was planning on uh, on bringing up, but I think this is as good a time as any. So, uh, a deep fake is this technology that allows people to Photoshop videos, so they can put somebody else's head onto another person's body. They can try to manipulate sound so that a person is uh, it sounds like. Um, uh, somebody else. Uh, there, there's one that it's done in in good taste. So what they did was they sat a bunch of people who could all do really good impressions. Like one guy could do a really good Tom Cruise, and they did like a roundtable discussion. But then they superimposed all of the actors' faces onto the uh, the impersonators, and it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't bad either. It was uh, it was uncanny. Definitely made its way into the uncanny valley. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to to see like okay, well once we uh, we get to that point, there'll probably be another evolution after that too, um, which might be like holographic reviews where <laughs> a person materializes, you know, or virtual reality reviews or stuff like that. Like it's, uh, I, I, can't, I can't see resisting it for uh, forever. Yeah, I guess it's all, you just got to, whatever business you're in, you got to evolve with the times, I think. Yeah, so I, I think definitely now if you do video reviews, it's going to make a big difference. And then maybe there will be holographic something in the future that everyone goes to so yeah uh if uh if in 20 years uh, i'm right i uh, i owe you a coke <laughs> well it's it's been filmed so being recorded sorry so yep yeah uh, I'll, I'll honor it i also yeah 
professionally, I save all my files into a, a hard drive too. So I like to hold on to my uh, my recording legacy. So you've met, you've mentored quite a lot of people, and and I've checked out some of the testimonials, and and, and they speak very highly of you. They your, your your genuine personality and the passion for what you do comes through. Uh, what I would like to know is. Uh, what personal qualities have you noticed that are common among your clients? I don't know, probably very broad sort of thing. I sort of find that a lot of people that sort of share my values sort of run into me for some weird reason, like they're attracted to me. Just for just for example, like my business is called Inspire Small Business. And you'd actually be surprised how many people in their about page it actually says inspire somewhere in there. They're like mm-hmm. they they're drawn to that word. Um, so I think like when people see that they might think, you know, we share the same sort of values. So I do get a lot of people that um, sort of are like they want to work hard, they love what they do. So it's very feels a bit uncanny or something like that. That like I'd get a lot of people like that. Obviously, I, I not everyone is like that, um, but yeah, it is a bit weird that I get a lot of people that share the same sort of values. But I think realistically, like if you think about how when I get a client, I've done a video review, and then I've sent them to my reviews page where they see video reviews from my customers, stuff like that. So they probably get a very good idea about what sort of person I am. So if I sort of if they can see some of their qualities in me, you know, they're probably more likely to work with me sort of thing. So, yeah, definitely something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I pick up on that too. Like in addition to having passion for it or, um, I mean, for me working a job, what helps me stick around too is also having those same frequencies as the people that I work around. Uh, because if we don't, I... I not a fan of saying vibes, but I do get the uh, the the point behind it. But if people don't have the same vibes, then they will repel from each other. Versus sharing the same vibes will uh, attract one another. So that checks out. But it's it's interesting to hear that they they manifest through you know just uh, interacting virtually versus uh, trying to pick up on that while people are in person. Yeah, and uh, another thing onto that as well. I actually read this book. Um, that helped me actually name my company is called Your One Word. So it's about finding the word that um, really like means a lot to you. And that's why I actually um, called my business Inspire Small Business. And the the whole premises of it is that people are drawn to certain words and stuff like that. So if you actually find the word that really is really powerful to you, then people are going to be drawn to that word. So that that probably has another thing to do with it as well. So, yeah, that, that, that's um, made a big difference in my life, probably that book. So, yeah. Interesting. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to think of one off the top of my head. Huh. Yeah. Well, the whole book goes through like steps of like find, how you find your word sort of thing. So, yeah, you'd probably end up having a few words by the end of it and then, bring it back to one sort of thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first one that popped into my head was a uh, seminal, but uh, do you recall any of the words that were like competing for first place? I thought courage was like a word, 
And then when I really sort of started to think about it, I was like, this is probably not the right word for me sort of thing. Like it was inspired from the start. And then there was probably three or four other words that I sort of tried to go towards. And then it always just come back to inspire. And Mm -hmm. I I think um, one of the reasons why it ended up being like that is that in 2014, 15, when I had no idea how to build a website, um, a lot of people on YouTube really inspired me. So I think that was, I wanted to end up being the person to inspire other people to do the same thing. So yeah, that's why I've got my YouTube channel. It's really just, you know, people that can't afford to actually hire someone to redesign their website. It's sort of like paying it forward. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. help me for free. Um, and then the other side of it is that it's for my clients as well. So it's really for those two two people to make it easier for them. Yeah, and I, I do notice that uh, in terms of business models is that a lot of the, this and Debutify is included in this, but a lot of these uh, models are uh, are great for people just trying to get their feet wet because if things are going well and they need additional help, then they can hire you or they can sign up for high, uh, for uh, more premium plans on Debutify. Um, or uh, we, I talked to last person I talked to was Robin. They can sign up for uh, more premium levels on Udropy. So people might be reluctant to have to pay like an enormous entry fee to get in. But when people are willing to show some goodwill, that goodwill comes back. And I can say that for myself too. Um, for the few years before, while well, I was uh, freelancing, I would always do consultations for free. I was always happy to do it. You know, I would meet, I would get to meet somebody, uh, go get a coffee with them. I miss those days, getting coffee in person those days. Uh, And then we would sit down and I would spend an hour just talking to them and and hearing the story and understanding why they want to make a podcast. And, uh, and, you know, many times they ended up saying, hey, we'd uh, we'd love to work with you Uh, just because paying it forward and putting in goodwill is a uh, is a form of energy and it and I, I would even say it's a form of currency and, and you definitely get what you invest back yeah 100 percent. i think that's why i sort of liked to beautify at the start so much was it it sort of felt like um they were in line with like my values and stuff like that um yeah definitely like i've been with to beautify i think they only had two thousand downloads when i found to beautify so that was a long time ago and they just it's sort of like, I don't know, it just felt like they had my values as well. And I actually got a lot of advice and stuff back earlier and like very established businesses and, and my family and stuff said that me doing the video review was not a good idea and uh, for free, like I should mm-hmm. charge for it. And that is like being one of the biggest things for my business is that I did those video reviews. Like I go into them expecting nothing in return like i'm going to give that person if they're in india or anywhere it doesn't really matter what country they're in i'm going to give them value expect nothing in return because i honestly believe like if you do give value it does come back to you like Mm -hmm. you can definitely see that with the beautify like how much they've grown like and you're right like people can test out their theme they like it they get some sales and then they can they'll like a lot of people upgrade to the add-ons and stuff so yeah, and, and I think you find that people who ask that question, they're also a, 
product of the way that they were raised and conditioned. Like, uh, not I would never want to name uh, name names, but I can't think of one friend whose his father was very business oriented. Uh, some businesses went well, some didn't. Um, but it it conditioned him to think that transactions had to be very clear and and very uh, simple. There was money, there was service, and he never recognized the importance of uh, investing with goodwill because he never saw that himself. So a lot of times people ask questions um, and a good way to ask a question is to not know what the answer is, but to be open to whatever the answer is going to be. A bad way to ask a question is to ignore any answer, but the one you think you're going to get anyways. Yeah, 100%. So at the level you're currently at, um, I imagine that you are facing uh, some some different challenges. And one of them that you mentioned earlier is, uh, you know, you do need to consider hiring other people and expansion. But uh, I'd like to know, uh, aside from that, are you facing any other challenges unique to the position you're currently at? I would say, yeah, like, yeah, that's pretty much my only real big problem is expanding. Like, there's only one of me sort of thing. And there's only so many people I can help sort of thing. Um, I guess like the challenge I'm having now is I'm actually looking to rent office space out. That seems like a (laughs) bit of a challenge, you know, Um, and then hiring the right people. It's something that like in my old job, I hired a lot of people. Like I was a sort of like a supervisor, looked after a lot of people, but when it's my own business is a bit different. Like it's really important to hire the, the right people to make this sort of have the same values as me and not all be about the money. Like I don't want this business to be about the money. Like um, I probably wouldn't help my clients so much if it was about money. It's more for me, it's the money is great. It's, it's good. Um, but I don't really want to see people do well. Like, and mm-hmm. yeah, so hopefully one day I'll actually hire someone that can just be a support person for free for all my clients. So that's one of my goals as well. Um, I want to have someone who's just there that just helps past clients for free always. So yeah, hopefully that sort of answered the question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, to make sure if there was any other stones in, uh, in need of a turning over. Oh, sorry. Uh, actually, I probably just thought of one thing. I sort of went on it a bit. It's, it's more me, like I want to get myself in shape and I think I'm holding myself back a little bit. So I'm trying to, I've got a personal trainer, um, trying to focus a lot more on goals and mindset and stuff like that. So yeah, that's one, that's another thing that is a bit of a challenge as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, and separating work from home time. So at the moment I work from home, so you know, I pretty much just work all the time mm-hmm. when I'm here. So I want to try to separate it a bit and have a work-life balance sort of and feel good um, in my own self as well. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of uh, tension points there because there's a lot of cost-benefit analysis. Like I'm working from uh, home as well, and it can be difficult to compartmentalize our, our work life from our home life, especially because my computer is right by my bed. So, you know, <laughs> I can roll out, roll out of bed and get... Uh, uh, with enough practice, I'll be able to roll right onto my chair. But the difference between that and having an office space um, allows me to almost like not become a different person, but become the different side of me to um, be most efficient in this environment. Yeah. 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 My, and, and my bed's behind that wall. So it's very <laughs> easy to just go in there, <laughs> go to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then also um, with with exercise uh, as well. I've I've talked to some of the uh, other guests about this too, and it's it's a point that is worth uh, hammering home each and every chance that we get. But uh, do not discount how important it is to have to, to have a routine, for, to have exercise, and to have a proper diet. And there were and it, and it transitions perfectly into one of the questions I had, which was uh, you talked about burnout in specific, and this is something that I've experienced too, but. I remember when I was working retail and the first time I heard about burnout was another one of my coworkers. They were saying, oh, you know, a lot of people, they come and they go, they get burnt out. And I had never been burnt out. So I didn't know what it, what it means. Um, so in your experience, uh, pretend some of the people listening, actually, you don't have to pretend. I'm sure some of them listening are like this. What was, uh, what happened? How did you burn out and how did you get past it? So it, like, even though I love what I do, obviously, you know, it's a lot of work and I do get burnt out sometimes. Um, for me personally, I think the beach is like the best thing for me. Like ah. there's this island. That's why I've got like a picture of the beach in the background and stuff um, on my wall and that. Um, there's actually an island here in, in New South Wales in Australia where it's like a 6K walk. Um, you Like you know, to walk to this island. Um, and I like to actually go walk that 6Ks, you know, you know, just no distractions and then walk back and it sort of clears my mind sort of thing because um, there's literally no one, nearly no one on this island. So for the whole 12Ks, you'll literally not see anyone except for the start of the beach. So um, I find like going to the beach is like something that calms me sort of thing maybe the waves crashing and um pretty much when i walk back from there i know where i want to be in my life so that's what sort of helps me if i feel burnout i'll go to the beach um if i feel really burnout then i'll go on that walk to that island and then i don't think i've ever walked there and back and not known what i want to do or feel better about myself or my life well, that's a great answer um i mean i can I mean, there's a lot of reasons why the beaches uh, can have that effect, um, obviously, because people associate that with recreation and relaxation. But one thing that never really occurred to me until you mentioned it is that there's also an element of power. You know, beaches are usually, you know, complemented by a body of water, and those body of waters can be quite massive. I mean, they can lead right into an ocean. So the idea that there's that much power, but as that power reaches the shore, it dissipates and it turns into something quite calming and soothing and even enjoyable. But the further out you go into the water, the more the water overpowers the person. Uh, so I, I just thought that was uh, interesting. I never thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. The island that I go to, like you can walk there, but it's only really shallow, like we're walking across. Um, so you can, you can either walk there six Ks or you go like, another two hour drive, catch a boat ferry over sort of thing. So yeah, it's, yeah, that's, I don't know, just love it. Uh, I hope everyone gets a good takeaway from that. Find somewhere that they can go to just, I guess, uh, recharge and uh, reset. Cause you say, when you come back, you, you know what it is that you want to do. And I think yeah. that's, that's uh, that's really important because it's, it would be great to de-stress and then come back and have all that stress come back, but for it to not to come back. Honestly, I didn't think the answer was going to be that good. I, I don't know, for some reason, I thought it was going to be like a, a six year overture where you had to, you know, uh, work on it day by day. And I'm sure that you are. But to know that there are some more direct things that we can do uh, is a good takeaway, even for me. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's been a massive 
um, change in my life doing it. Even when I started doing this business, I had a like I was saying, I had a pretty good job. I worked there for six and a half years, I think. And um, when I resigned, I pretty much had a day off and went to the beach and I come back and I knew what I wanted to do with my life. So it was, yeah, it's pretty, pretty special to me that, that island. So terrific. Well, thank you for the answer. I, I can, uh, I can, I can, I can understand. Um, these are audio recordings, so they're not going to uh, see the, uh, the video, but uh, I can, I can see his, uh, his beach picture and it's, uh, it's lovely. So uh, I've got one, I, I'd like to have at least like one uh, fun question, which is one of your, <laughs> one of your images, you stuck your head into a gallows, uh, your head and your, in your hands in there. Um, how, how close is that to your house? Like what's the, what, what, is that a display? What's, is it in use? Like what's, what's going on with it? It was at a wedding, I think. One of my mates' wedding. <laughs> a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, um, it was a it was a while ago, and I seen it, and I was all in a suit and everything, and I thought, wonder if I can put my head in there and not like get my white collar of my suit dirty or something. So I just I don't know, just a bit of fun. I think they had like a sort of farm sort of vibe with some mixed in with some little interesting things there. So yeah, that's how I actually. Um, no, I don't know. I've always been like sort of that person who will take a weird photo or something. So we'll get someone to take it of me. So mm-hmm. I just, uh, when you, when you said it was for a wedding, uh, I try not to associate gallows with a wedding, but well, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just funny. Yeah. Now I think about it, it's a bit interesting. So, yeah, but yeah, that, that was, that's probably like five, 10 minutes, 10 minutes away from me drive. So it's not that far. Yeah. All right. So, well, we're going to move into a couple of like engagement style questions. Um, first one, uh, this is an interesting one. So let's say hypothetically that I am uh, coming to you for advice, but I've gotten advice from, uh, from other people too. And maybe some of that advice was bad. Uh, can you think of any examples of really bad advice that people were given maybe by another uh, so-called mentor? I don't like to really say that. Like, I wouldn't actually say it was bad advice to someone um, because, you know, a lot of people hold people very high sort of thing, Um, maybe sort of more like point them like, oh, you could try this as well sort of thing. Or, um, But probably one of my go-to things is like if you hear stuff, you should probably test it out and then have a set time. If it doesn't work, then try something else sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, I I definitely – Mm-hmm. The the one thing that really sticks in my mind is that um, I don't want to say this is a bad advice because I have mixed feelings on this whole thing. Um, but sure, so maybe I should have characterized it a little less um, uh, harshly. I mean, it could be misguided advice. It could be someone that didn't quite. Uh, maybe they got. It, it would have been good advice for somebody else. So yeah, probably. I don't know. Like you know. You, if you go on YouTube, someone will say, this is just an example, like someone will say, this is how you do a product page or this is how you do a home page. Um, but there's so many niches out there that, you know, that will not work for everyone sort of thing. So um, you really have to sort of like assess the situation, like what those those visitors want. Like, um, I think people see that 
and they think that is gospel like i have to do my product right. page like that when really it really depends on your products your niche um yeah i see a lot of that like people just think that that is the way to do it when you know um there's probably a better way to do it or you know you could always test things you should always test things like um black i was sort of gonna say um one thing that i'm mixed about is trust badges so a lot of people will mm -hmm. say that you have to have trust badges on the product page um and then you look at my 10 best clients and nine of them don't have trust badges um and a lot of people will say that you should have trust badges where i sort of feel like um you know people have been using them on their sites for so many years now that it actually does the reverse like maybe that isn't the way to go to have trust badges or there's a better way to do it you know a lot of people use scammy looking ones and stuff like that so you know there is an element to where you can use them and where you don't, shouldn't use them the niche there's so many different things like that sort of yeah that's that's all i can probably sort of think of sort of thing so that's fair i mean it's an interesting one because you can you can build trust as we mentioned earlier on in the show there's lots of things that we can do we can do testimonials we can have genuine copy a website that looks good uh, throughout the entirety of the funnel so whereas if somebody maybe skips a lot of those steps and then just says well i got the trust badge so i guess i guess i guess we're good so i i can see that as people may be thinking of that as a crutch when because they might not be a scammer they they might have good intentions but that badge uh, is uh, in of itself not uh, actually an authority one way or another. Yeah, just for example, like I see a lot of people that would, would put a trust badge on their product page over actually writing a product description. Like it's probably not the most <laughs> important thing here. It's probably more important to do a very good product description than have a trust badge. So I, f I, f I feel like I've seen that. Oh, uh, uh, a miniature air conditioner, 100% verified. Oh. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's so, exactly what I needed to know about the uh, about the air conditioner. But uh, if anyone's listening, I you know if if you're on the fence, so you should test it out. Like do thirty days with a trust badge, and then do thirty days without a trust badge, and see where you are are at the end of two months. Like there's only really one way to find out, and it's to test each one. And I think especially on my old website, I was a big believer in testing. I did a lot of testing. Like, especially on the homepage, I tested so many different things. And, um, yeah, you should just always test it if you're on the fence, see how it goes. I agree. That makes total sense. Um, you recommend uh, some uh, some key apps. Uh, you mentioned uh, looks. Um, there was a couple, a couple of other ones I would love for you to uh, describe briefly for people just to get them interested in it. There was Glorify, Lucky Orange. Uh, I believe it was uh, Give and Grow. Can you yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about these guys? So Give and Grow is like an app where you can automatically like donate to a charity. So if if someone buys something off you, you can select like you donate 5% of your order to that um, and then you pay that app. And what it actually does, it has a counter on your website. So it keeps ticking higher and higher the more people buy off you because you're donating more. So it might be like, um, donate to save dogs or something like that and it'll have like 15 dogs saved or something like that for your uh -huh. website. Um, I did a lot of testing on that app and I actually found that 
it really helped conversions. The only the only problem with that app is if you have donated nothing, it normally goes the other way. So you sort of have to maybe have it in the background a little bit, um, do some donations, and then actually code it into your website once you've actually donated a bit of money. Um, that that's a pretty good one. Um, Luke's, yeah, definitely love Luke's um, photo reviews. Couple of other, oh, Lucky Orange. Um, I really like Lucky Orange. That actually records what people do on your website, so you actually can watch videos of exactly what your visitor sees, what they do. So if they're on a mobile, you see what they see on their mobile phone, um, desktop stuff like that. Um, pretty good app for if you're running like paid traffic to your website. So especially paid traffic, because then you can really work out what's going wrong quickly on your website. So you could have it for a couple of weeks, watch a lot of videos. If like 20 people are leaving your website in the same spot, there's probably something wrong there they have to think about. Yeah, and that just ties into your your point about uh, testing too, is that if you're going to test it, you also want to make sure you're getting the uh, best results from your tests. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I really, I, I found a lot of um, problems with websites just from that app. Like you see all this traffic going there and people are, leaving on the same spot like and you realize yeah there's a problem here um so yeah i really love that to beautify obviously i i, I build about 70 80 percent of my clients websites on the beautify um so it's a very high number um you know like I, I think that's a great app it's definitely good if you want to start out like yeah if, if you just want a free theme um that's better than the free themes that shopify offer then mm-hmm. Debutify is definitely the one to go with. Um, yeah, like they're probably the best ones. Um, I've been using an app called Photo Resize lately. Um, so that actually resizes all your product photos. It's pretty good if you have thousands of products. It's a bit daunting to resize all the photos for that many. Some themes automatically resize them, um, but I'd say a lot of them don't. So that's a pretty good app. It's always better to do it yourself, but you know, if you have hundreds of products, it's probably better to use that app. Um, I haven't really noticed a slow down websites, so yeah, I think that's a really good app. So yeah, and there's obviously like email marketing apps. There's heaps of them. There's heaps of different ones you could use, um, but I really think like I go into a lot of websites and I'll see people have 25 apps or something. And I actually don't think you need that many apps. Like, um, you know, most websites only need five apps max. And, you know, a lot of people think that it's like um, the supermarket in the app store where they just keep grabbing everything off the shelf when, when you don't really need that many apps. And a lot of apps slow down your website, especially if you have too many. Um, so that's another great thing about Debutify. They've got all the add-ons, so it's all in one app. Um, instead of having like five apps that do all the same things as Debutify. Excellent. So I I imagine that people are going to be uh, pretty pretty motivated to uh, want to move forward with this. So uh, let's wrap up uh, and let's just go over uh, how people can uh, reach out to you to uh to get your services and if you have any parting recommendations for people either either starting their website or to have at the ready when they come to you uh let us know yeah so my website's inspiresmallbusiness.com 
um, you can go there and just contact me. I'll do a free video review, no worries. Um, my YouTube channel is Clayton Bates um, Shopify Expert. You can check that out. I'm planning to do a lot more videos there. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for how to contact me. And any any parting advice for people uh, getting started, if they even if they haven't started their store yet? Probably a couple of things. Like like I sort of said before, you know, most people can't make this work if they don't love what they do. So find something that you love. Um, there's always going to be the outliers that that can do anything and make it work. Um, but I think if you find something you're passionate about, um, you're going to go the extra mile to make it work. Um, and probably the other thing is to not give up if you have a dream too soon. Like just for me, I don't know if most people heard my story, but just just for me to do this business, I nearly lost everything, my house, everything. And just when I was about to give up, um, this whole business exploded. So I was literally about to give up. And now this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I nearly gave up. Like I was a week away from giving up less mm -hmm. than that. And it's like uh, there's a memory sort of thing, I think, where someone's like digging to the diamonds and they're nearly there and they give up and the other person just keeps going. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, there's times you should give up, but, you know, maybe do a little bit more digging before you give up. Because I, I see a lot in Facebook groups, you know, people have tested five, ten different niches or, um, you know, they've done one thing for a couple of weeks, didn't work. Um, definitely, you know, really put it, put the work into it and give it the best shot. And, yeah, and hopefully you'll find the diamonds. So. Absolutely. I can back you up uh, on that 100% because like I was saying, I've, I've done podcasting for uh, starting off even as a hobby. It's been 10 years. I, I'm 30 now and I got into it when I was 19, 20. Um, maybe it was like a one year margin of error there. Uh, and, and I didn't give up. Uh, I stuck to my guns. And over time, as the industry started to flourish, I was able to build my skill set and be ready for when the demand increased. So um, sticking to your guns is pretty often one of the best strategies uh, that one can have. But yes, there are there are cutoff points, but you know, it's uh, it's all right. As long as you give it your absolute best and then some, I think you'll do pretty good. Yeah, just one thing on that that I didn't really think about is you could do a business that you love and, you know, maybe it doesn't fully work out, but you could actually take all those skills that you learn in that business into the next business and make that an even better business. Like, um, as long as if, if, if it does fail, at least you've worked, you've learned a lot like about, you know, online business or whatever you, you've got skills that you can take into something else. So there's no real failure if you That's true. give it a go. So. And yeah. there's no losing if you're learning. Yeah. So. Excellent. Well, Clayton, I, I appreciate uh, every minute of your time. Uh, this was a great chat. No, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was nice to talking to you. I'm really excited to do this. Um, like I've said, I just love the beautify. I actually don't think I'd be where I am without the beautify. Um, so it's, it's yeah, I, I really love the beautify. So yeah, I can say the same too. Believe me. Yeah. You might have found this show on any number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.